Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue here, the other guy on the other podcast. And if I can believe the indication here on the control panel, in exotic Valdosta, Georgia, we have Anna. And your indicators are, as usual, firing on all cylinders. Here I am. Uh, Folks, you can find uh, my good friend John Hoag's blogging daily at hoagwash.com. Meanwhile, uh, usually daily mostly, but uh, occasional (laughs) time off to do interesting research, you can find Stacy's blogging at theothermccain.com. And you can also read his work at other fine spots around the interweb, such as spectator.org. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it says here... Uh, meanwhile, uh, down in Valdosta, yeah. a Lakeland I... woman faces drug charges. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 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 the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office, mm-hmm. a canine unit alerted mm-hmm. to the presence of narcotics uh, in a vehicle on North Ashley Street. Do you know where North Ashley oh, Street yeah. is? Yes, I know exactly where North Ashley Street is. Okay, well, anyways. It's one of the main drags. It's Highway 41. Anyways, well, they found 507 grams of cocaine Mm -hmm. with a street value of $50,000 along with more than 30 grams of marijuana valued at 610. What the heck? Anyways, well, also 16 grams of alpha PVP. Anyways, so the 32-year-old Lakeland woman is charged with felony trafficking in Valdosta. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's the local news down there. Let's see oh, what yeah. other... What well, other? There's all sorts of strange things have happened on Highway 41. So. <laughs> oh, is that Highway 41? Yeah, that's it US is. 41. That's yeah. Lafayette, Lafayette Street is headed south out of Nashville and Galton Road coming in from the north. Well, you know, I was born in the back seat. Back seat of a Greyhound bus. A Greyhound bus. bus. <laughs> rolling, rolling down, down Highway 41. 41. I yeah. know. The Allman Brothers tune. Yes. And, and, and they're Nashville natives, so they, they know uh, Highway 41 quite well. Yeah. Well, your daddy was a gambler down in Georgia. Yeah, and he wound up on the wrong on the end wrong of a gun. Of gun. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. you know. And they wound up in Macon. Yeah. yeah uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, it says here on the outline of the program, 
football, let Stacy rant. Yes, well, uh, the Super Bowl is next week, and you know who will not be playing in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, the Redskins. <laughs> and the Kansas, the Kansas City, City Chiefs. Chiefs. I have been uh, I have been in in a week long gloat uh, about uh, the way the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in the uh, uh, in the uh, AFC Championship game, and I have to explain just in case we've got some Kansas City fans out there. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But, yeah, you do. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to hurt Nick Wright's feelings. feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on on Fox Sports, uh, the Nick Wright uh, is the host of, uh, of of the morning show over there. I forget what it's called now. First things first. I I think it's mm-hmm. what it's called. Anyway, said Nick Wright is a Kansas City native, and therefore he's a total homer. Uh, for the Chiefs, and and he he's got a fandom uh, for uh, um, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Help me with Mahomes first I just, name. I have no idea. I, just I don't know his here. name. I just blanked. We'll just what? move along with the. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on a second here. Yes. Um, Anyways, it's anyways, but uh, because I became a Patriots fan this year, I quickly learned to hate Nick Wright. Um, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so I was, I, I wouldn't say that I, I, I was, uh, you know, wanting Mahomes to break a leg or anything. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, thanks, Mahomes. I, I don't know. But anyways, their quarterback, who is really, by the way, an amazing athlete, okay? Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but he totally <laughs> choked in the second half. And the grief that uh, <laughs> Nick Wright suffered as a cause of that, it was just <laughs> like payback for all the times he slagged Mac Jones, you know, because I'm a, that's why I'm a Patriots fan because of Mac Jones. And so, and so, uh, Mahomes, uh, can sit home and watch the Super Bowl on TV. Ha, 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 ha. Well, at least that's <laughs> probably going to be better sports entertainment than watching the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, the, the genocide uh, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. The gen- genocide. And, that, and I think we're done with, I think we're done with that subject at all. I did want to uh, uh, bring up the fact that I had an, are you pondering what I'm pondering this week? That uh, mm-hmm. Pinky answered, I think so brain, but do you think the Washington football team will ever be promoted to captains? <laughs> See, that's a Navy joke. Uh, the the okay, uh, the no, team formerly no, known as the Redskins. I get to say this, okay, to, actually, to offend team, all our Native American listeners. Actually, the team still called the Redskins by its fans. Yes, yes. right. Well, anyways, they have for after a season of calling themselves simply the. WFT, Washington football team, <laughs> they have now chosen their name, the Commanders. And my good oh. friend John, John Hogue jokes, do you think that they'll ever be promoted to captain? If you know the Navy, you know how Navy commander uh. 
is the rank just yeah, below a, captain. Yes, it's the equivalent to a, a lieutenant colonel in the Army, and we'll get to those in a while. And while they couldn't call themselves the generals, you understand. And they probably, no, they could not. And, and, I, think and the, not I think the Harlem Globetrotters would, uh, <laughs> would sue. Well, not only that, but they're probably not good enough to be the Commodores. But Very little in the world is good enough to be the Commodore. So oh, cool. my God. <laughs> uh, uh, well, she's a brick house. She's mighty, mighty. Okay, okay, okay. That was, that was a sad, sad uh, nadir of their career. They did a lot of other things that were brilliant. No, 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 man. I, I, I'll tell you what, the You'll brick house boy, that. as a DJ, you want to talk about something, you drop the needle on the groove and the dance floor automatically fills up. It's yeah, just, well, yeah. Any, anyway, that, uh, uh, speaking of the entertainment industry. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and, and the entertainment industry that actually uh, funds the uh, internet and the lawyer who uh, has uh, worked in that Ooh. industry uh, is guilty. Guilty, 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 disgraced, disgraced attorney Michael Avenatti was found guilty of wire fraud and aggravated identity theft in a case involving former client Stormy Daniels. Uh, as you know, uh, Michael Avenatti is the creepy porn lawyer. <laughs> yes. Um, who, who, who made over uh, 250 appearances on uh, uh, cable and broadcast uh, TV news shows uh, back around uh, 2018. Uh, as a matter of fact, he was promoted as a presidential candidate on <laughs> CNN. Well, and it's interesting. <laughs> he got squired around and uh, shown off uh, uh, in uh, in Iowa, you know, to try to part mm -hmm. of the wind up there. And that was done by Alexandra Chalupa. Chalupa. Uh, Chalupa. Yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, connection. Drop, we're going to drop the Chalupa. Or drop the Chalupa and nobody gets mm -hmm. hurt. Well, anyways, right. Michael Avenatti was convicted Friday of swiping nearly $300,000 in book advance money from his then client, Stormy Daniels. The best comment I saw on Twitter about this was uh, somebody saying, I hope he blew it all on prostitutes. <laughs> well, hookers um, and blow. That's isn't that the classic hookers and blow? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, anyways, you, you have to understand what what went on here is that Stormy Daniels um, was a porn star and I and I hate to use that term, a porn performer, um, uh, who uh, signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, basically, she took money from uh, Donald Trump not to accuse him of um, of uh, whatever I, she Just was accusing him. him. Not to accuse him. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, gossip. And yeah, to it was ask her uh, not to was useless. Well, anyway, so she signs an NDA and then she wants to get out of her NDA, uh, non disclosure agreement. Mm -hmm. And um, 
this is where Michael Avenatti uh, <laughs> entered the picture uh, and uh, glommed onto her and and used her as a platform uh, to get himself on on cable TV back in the in the uh, if you remember the um, Russian fever. Uh, that took hold in cable news. And this was just as the <laughs> the Mueller thing was completely unraveling, and so they needed something else to sp- uh, to spice it up. Right, right, right. And and it, this was you know the idea that this creepy porn lawyer was going to be the guy to you know the walls are closing in, and this was going to you know and in this Stormy Daniels scandal as they <laughs> tried to present it was was somehow going to you know take down Trump, you know, and, 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 yeah, right. you know, it's just Trump derangement syndrome was all it was about. But, uh, as I said, he is a thief, a swindler, a liar and a liberal media darling. Yeah. And, uh, that's at the top of my blog, the other right now. So you yeah. can go over there and, uh, if you're listening live and see it, meanwhile, Moving Speaking down, of scams, well, moving down the, your blog just a little bit, let's uh, talk about uh, uh, not-for-profits that aren't not-for-profits. Yes, uh, uh, the headline, yes, Black Lives Matter was a scam. I, of Duh. course, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, uh, it was never a registered not-for-profit. Go no, ahead. it wasn't. Nobody would listen when I tried to tell them that. I'm just, Stacy. this is my shocked face. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, um, the, uh, the thing was, is that what they were doing were using other uh, nonprofit organizations to raise money. And they collected, uh, they had a surplus, and I'm I'm looking for the number here. What was it? Well, they had, I mean, basically, what you they had, had three. Go ahead. Well, basically, you had thousand currents uh, as a uh, as an inlet, and they were skimming uh, money off the top and passing it mm-hmm. along to BLM. Well, uh, at the end of 2020, they had sixty million dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. They okay. sure did, and nobody in charge of it, if you can believe that, which I don't. Well, uh, we know that... Um, Somebody had to have signature authority on it. Patrice Cullors, yes. uh, who was the co-founder of Black Lives Matters, Patrice Cullors went on a real estate buying spree, buying millions of dollars uh, worth of real estate uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, uh, but everybody claims, you know, that they know nothing about it. And, and so the question of what happened to all that money, um, it, you know, it's gosh, I, I wonder if the Biden Justice Department will investigate that, huh? They cannot be bothered. Actually, they will investigate it because they need to know what uh, part of their ass to cover. <laughs> 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 you know, and the thing about Black Lives Matter, and and uh, it was uh, our friend Professor Jacobson at Legal mm-hmm. Insurrection who who drove this point home. It was founded on a lie. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, back into the the movement started, if you'll remember, in 2014 uh, with the Michael Brown shooting in um, Missouri. Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ferguson, Missouri. And the claim was, and this a quote-unquote witness claimed uh, that uh, Brown had held his hands up and, and said, don't shoot, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that that was a lie, okay? Uh, the witness later recanted and other witnesses came forward. The fact was that Michael Brown had engaged in a star, strong-arm robbery at a convenience store. It was, a, it was some dispute over uh, uh, cigars that he was going to... He was busy to, stealing cigars, and the guy, shopkeeper was silly enough to try to stop him. Right, right. And, and Michael Brown was a, a, like the size of a defensive tackle. He was a very large uh, young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this altercation... And the police were called uh, to this the scene of this robbery, and that that robbery, by the way, was captured on videotape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they um, when the officer tried to arrest him, uh, Michael Brown tried to grab the officer's gun. And this is one of the things about um, uh, a, an arrest if the uh, someone starts resisting arrest there's always a gun involved okay mm-hmm. you understand the cops carrying a gun if mm-hmm. that uh, if the suspect uh, gets hold of that gun somebody's going to be be shot okay mm-hmm. and so the question of who is going to survive this altercation the cop or the suspect and and that's what it, the, there was a grand jury investigation that cleared the officer of wrongdoing. And there was a federal justice, Obama's Justice Department investigated and found no wrongdoing by the police. Well, I mean, and, and, and you have to look at the, the officer wasn't a tiny guy. I mean, mm-hmm. but he was, he, he was he was a reasonably good sized guy. And yes, he's, but he and was he, sitting in his car when Brown started uh, hitting him in the face and then tried to reach for his gun. Well, that that's just that's the point I'm making. If uh, an average size guy gets punched in the face <laughs> by a, a, someone who's the size of a defensive lineman, uh, there is a ratio there that is not in the cop's favor. Well, the cop is going to do something. Uh, the, the other person is, uh, who's being assaulted, the victim in this case, is going to do something. And to give you an idea of how chaotic the struggle was and the size ratio between the two, the cop shot uh, the perp 13 times at close range with a 40 Smith & Wesson pistol. Mm -hmm. Emptied the magazine. Emptied the the magazine plus the one in the chamber Mm -hmm. into the guy, and that's what it took to put him down. Yeah. Well, yes. you know, the, but uh, people don't understand this. I, or at least people, you know, who were uh, not suicidal, uh, really, uh, uh, have to have to have it explained to them that if the cops have to shoot you, they're going, they're they're trained to shoot until the threat is stopped, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and well, I and mean, breathing what, counts. Well, you know, if the guy if the guy is 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 down and wounded and 
you know, and no longer a threat anymore. You, you save the ammunition for uh, another day. Well, anyway, right. as point, I say. The point, is, the, 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 point, the point is, is that uh, this whole thing is a scam based on a lie right. about uh, what happened. Right. And, and, and the thing is, is it was revived. Okay. If you remember the Ferguson riots of August, 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. Six years later, uh, or actually, actually they tried again in 2016, there were multiple riots, uh, black lives matter riots, and I'm not going to call them protests because they were riots. I remember the one in Charlotte, North mm. Carolina, in September of 2016, where uh, people, uh, you know, on the freeway, they marched out onto the freeway and began uh, attacking people in their vehicles. And it was a, it was a very, a very frightening thing that went on there. And if you want to know why Hillary Clinton lost North Carolina in 2016, a state that Obama had won twice. You can look no further than that twenty that September twenty sixteen riot in Charlotte. Now, then four years later, after you know four years go by, and there's nothing. Then suddenly, in the spring uh, of twenty sixteen, we have riots again over a lie. Uh, you can look it up. The uh, uh, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. They brought, they rigged that trial, uh, and I'll just say it. They rigged that trial to convict uh, Officer Chauvin, uh, but uh, you know the evidence uh, clearly shows that. Uh, and by the way, they excluded some testimony that mm-hmm. would have helped point out that George Floyd had done this before. Right? He gets arrested by the cops and decides to eat the evidence. Okay, he had done this before. He had had swallowed the drugs before when he was busted. Well, there's a wonderful Cheech and Chong routine like that. Right, right, right. But the the point is, is that if it's fentanyl, fentanyl Mm -hmm. will kill you. And he had, had, I think, I want to say three times the lethal level of fentanyl in his system. And fentanyl is is bad stuff. Uh, It's not Mm -hmm. nearly as... uh, Semi-benign as acid. Now, well, anyways. <laughs> Which, but, so oh, 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 my Cheech, God. Cheech and Chong routine. Anyways, but, but, but the point is they turned that into a martyrdom. And, and there were several other cases there. And, and you know, it, uh, like the case in Philadelphia. That riot mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, if, if you will, in October of 2020. I'm trying to get my dates right here. Go back and look. They, they came out with the body cam video that showed the guy charging the cops with a knife, and not, not, a, not a small knife, a gigantic butcher knife in his hand, charging at the cop. And, and there was, you know, there was like 10 feet to spare when the cop shot him. You know, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry, you don't get to charge the cops with a knife. That's not nope. one of your constitutional rights in America. No, it isn't. And I can, per, you know, considering what someone tried to do to me with a bayonet once and what I did uh, uh, in return, I can under- exactly understand what the cops were doing. And the point is, it was all about electing Joe Biden. That 20, all those riots in 2020, it was about 
mobilizing their base, well, the Democratic uh, Party base, to elect idea. Joe Biden. Well, that's the utility of it to the Democratic Party. But the whole point of it to BLM is the grift. Right, and right. To, and, you know, well, the whole point of uh, Avenatti's thing. Grifter's going to grift. With, well, that's Hell the yeah. whole point of Avenatti's sort of thing. And speaking of grifters. Oh, yes. Um, you know, I, I had a previous bad experience with GoFundMe, so I can understand mm -hmm. why um, their instant with them last night uh, would lead uh, some people to think that that maybe isn't a reliable, honest company to do business with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the it, only other thing I have to say about that is honk honk. Yeah. Well, what it, <laughs> what this is about, uh, just in case you don't know, uh, is that there was a truck convoy in Canada that has basically shut down Ottawa, uh, uh, protesting against uh, uh, the. Covidacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the COVID restrictions imposed in Canada are insane. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you think, think what we've had to deal with here in America uh, is bad, you, you, you don't want to go to Canada. Well, you can't go to Canada, as a matter of fact. Good luck trying to get into Canada, where, where mm -hmm. apparently borders matter in, in Canada. Well, it's the southern one. Yeah. Well, anyways, but uh, uh, but so these truckers uh, organized a convoy, and they had raised was it nine million dollars? Nine million dollars okay. through GoFundMe, and then GoFundMe uh, announced that they were going to shut it down and give the money to a charity of their choice. Oh and no, people, you don't. Yeah, people raise such hell. As a matter of fact, the state of Florida threatened to sue them, and then suddenly they oh, decided, yeah. oh, we're giving all the money back to the people who donated. Well, not only that, but Florida and I believe Louisiana are both uh, investigating uh, about criminal violations of consumer protection law. Yeah, racketeering mm -hmm. is going on there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, yes, uh, this... Uh, was a debacle, a public relations disaster. <laughs> you know, you uh, can't do that, by the way. Uh, if a donor designates a gift to somebody or something, you don't get to just say arbitrarily, oh, well, we're going to give it somewhere else. You can't do that. That's it's not, not how, how it's it done. works. No, no, no. Nope. Um, and, you know, like I said, um, Grifters. The other thing that yeah. we've had a, a bunch of this past week is hoaxers coming back up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, yes. I'm not making this up, This you know. Uh, Alexander Venman is suing Donald Trump and a bunch of other people, uh, alleging a civil, a civil claim under the KKK Act. Crazy. <laughs> well, 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 you know who's the way you, can, you, you can go over to Hogwash, and I've got his complaint up. And, uh, and, and I the gave basis, up about three paragraphs in. Well, actually, it's not far in, that far in where he talks about uh, the uh, transcript, uh, the transcript of the conversation between uh, uh, the Ukrainian president and Trump, and. Uh, I've got the unclassified transcript of that uh, <laughs> uh, on, on the blog post as well. 
Um, I mean, it's just absolutely stunningly stupid, particularly in terms of uh, what's going to happen. You know, let's say that it survives motions to dismiss. <laughs> then uh, you go to then you go to a dis- discovery in a lawsuit, and uh, if that lawsuit uh, does get into discovery, um, you know, Vinland says he only discussed that phone call with George Kent, who's the, an expert on uh, uh, Ukraine at the State Department, and uh, the uh, whistleblower. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so then if that's the only people he did, he talked with us about, those are the people that would certainly be deposed by uh, mm-hmm. Trump or one of his co-defendants. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whistleblower... Uh, will undoubtedly be asked about his interactions with, say, Adam Schiff. Uh, and that'll lead to Schiff being deposed as well, which will then lead to other people who Schiff might have worked, uh, worked with. Uh, and so, you know, and then you look at this recently published State Department uh, email that um, George Kent uh, wrote uh, expressing uh, the problems with the appearance of corruption with Hunter Biden's activities mm-hmm. and connections. And that means the defendants are going to uh, want to gather evidence to, to support uh, the fact that uh, Trump and his associates had a reasonable concern about what the Bidens were doing. And so uh, then Bi- Venman's bias is going to wind up uh, being explored and, uh, I tell you what, I'm buying more popcorn futures. Uh, By the way, bear claws. Uh, bear claws. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be look, talking about Vindman, you absolutely have to get bear claws. Well, actually, the man is fond of his pastries. Well, the the um, I was thinking of, uh, 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 about the picture that he always uses of himself, uh, where he's kind of. Uh, quarter turned away from the camera and you can see uh, the decorations on his uh, army blue uniform. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and looked at the decorations. Um, High and, fat, low protein. Well, no, uh, he ha- he's an infantry officer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he has a combat infantryman's badge, which means that he was assigned and spent at least 30 days in a combat zone in an infantry unit, not, not necessarily leading troops, but, you know, uh, so he has a combat infantryman's badge and he, and he has, uh, jump wings and, uh, you know, lots of people go to jump schools just as part of their career. He has a ranger tab, which I found kind of surprising, but you know, uh, when he was in his twenties, he might've been the kind of person that could make it through ranger school. Mm. Do you know what? He's Lieutenant Colonel in the infantry. Do you know what he did not have on his uni- uniform? Uh, rifleman's badge. A com- Yeah, he has no he no marksmanship qualification badge, and even mm-hmm. though perhaps as a lieutenant colonel on staff duty in Washington, he you know might not have been to the range to qualify with a rifle, but he should mm-hmm. at least have a pistol qualification badge. You would his- expect. You would expect. So you know what kind of soldier is this guy? Yeah, I I am researching. The uh, organization, if you if you read down to the bottom of it, uh, there's like six lawyers 
mm-hmm. uh, who are signatories to this thing, and they're associated with something called Protect Democracy Project. Oh. And um, that That's was founded. It was founded in late 2016. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In other words, after Hillary lost the election, it yep. was founded by three lawyers who had worked in the White House counsel's office in the Obama administration. <laughs> and uh, and so and so the idea that that this is not I mean, you know, Trump derangement syndrome, we joke about it, but it is really dangerous. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, you see here how this idiotic lawsuit is going to clog up, take the time of, uh, you know, because people have to hire lawyers to defend themselves, and then the court has to go through it. And and all the time that will be wasted on this lawsuit, and, and we know mm-hmm. other people uh, who are similarly uh, being sued for their association with Donald Trump in, the, in, the, in this lawfare, uh, mm-hmm. this just harassment through the legal system, you know, uh, because, you know, uh, so many, you know, people have talked about, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the criminal defendants in the uh, January 6th riot at mm-hmm. the Capitol, uh, the defendants in that, have, have, many of them have been held uh, without bond, uh, uh, you know, for over a year, uh, even though most of them are only charged with misdemeanors. And, um, you know, and but beyond that, people against whom there is no criminal accusation are being harassed by lawsuits and being harassed by this January 6th witch hunt committee that Nancy Mm -hmm. Pelosi. If you want to do something about this, the first thing you've got to do is is vote Republican in November. I I cannot emphasize how important it is to get Nancy Pelosi out of there so that they can disband that committee and then get behind whatever it was they were doing. Because, I mean, uh, once uh, there needs to be an investigation in the committee doing the investigation, because that's not how uh, Congress works. No, it's uh, not. They don't have a ranking member. They don't have a lot of things. And uh, they subpoenaed, of all idiotic things, uh, Ivanka Trump. Oh, they've... They've, they've they, subpoenaed it, Ivanka. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look. The That's whole just thing, dumb. The whole, the whole thing is absolutely bonkers. And between now and... It's a hoax of a sham of a farce is what it yes, is. Yes, it but, is. But on the other hand, it's a it's almost a potential grift for uh, Stacy and me because we are going to get incredible mileage out of writing about this stuff, and that's an excuse if you like Stacy's writing for you know hit on the yellow button. Yes, this is the time of the program where we resort to shameless capitalism, uh, and I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com. Near the top in the center column, you will notice the yellow button with the word donate on there. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute to the support of the blog and the support of the podcast. But mainly, 
and the most important thing, to keep my wife happy. You see, uh, we do this show every week, and we have to clear off the dining room table to do it, and <laughs> and and uh, we occupy the living the dining room for an hour. And uh, the, to to my wife's great annoyance, and if I oh, actually yeah. get paid for it, that helps do it because you know keeping my wife happy is job one. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. over at my good friend John Hoag's blog, Hoagwash dot com. Uh, I don't have a yellow button, but I do have a tip jar icon over in the sidebar. Click on it, be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hoagwash and or. Uh, this uh, podcast and you can also do shopping at the hogwash store there's a link there on the sidebar uh, buy all sorts of stuff branded in ways related to uh, the blog or you can uh, use shopping via the amazon links uh, both at hogwash and at the other mccain because we both participate in the amazon affiliates program which is a good thing that amazon does to help uh, give bloggers a cut of the action and help keep us on the air. But regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, please. And we will be very grateful when you do. Now, that brings us to, well, I... Uh, I, t- I titled uh, this uh, section of the outline of the show, Don't Know Much About History. But I'll tell you what, Stacy, I hate Illinois Nazis, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I, I had a uh, post this week uh, with the headline, I Still Hate Illinois Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about Whoopi Goldberg who had some very interesting things to say about, of all subjects, the Holocaust. Uh, this week on The View, uh, they, they I'm trying to remember what it was they were talking about. What started this conversation? The, the fact that uh, a, a school district in Tennessee decided that Mouse, which is an illustrated, it's a graphic novel about the Holocaust, is a little too strong for the age group. And frankly, knowing the, knowing the work we're talking about, I think it's a little strong even for high school students, but okay, whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, So, you know, I can, I can imagine that uh, if a kid in some sort of advanced placement uh, uh, course was doing a review of it, that might be one thing, but to, as you were saying, mouse is a very powerful book, but I Uh think it's more appropriate uh, for uh, post-secondary education. I think so, too. Well, they were strong. discussing this thing about mouse, and suddenly, uh, just for no particular reason, it was absolutely irrelevant to the conversation they were having about this. <laughs> uh, Whoopi pipes up to say, well, the Holocaust isn't about race. No, <laughs> no, it's not about race. <laughs> and And she says, these are two... Two white groups, groups of, white of people. people. It, it isn't about race. It's not about race. And she, she, I don't know why uh, she uh, decided to start digging that particular hole. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, but well, probably because she had never actually either read Hitler uh, or uh, I mean 
uh, Mein Kampf is full of race-based uh, comments uh, and, mm-hmm. and points of view, or or read any of his or speeches. I was going to say listen to, but I I don't know whether she uh, understands German. Uh, I some very people, much doubt it. <laughs> some people have said that what happened with Whoopi uh, was that she said the quiet part out loud. Uh, about what is actually at the heart of critical race theory. And and I, I got into a little bit of the history of the civil rights movement. Whatever happened to the civil rights movement? Okay, it, it, it is to be remembered that the civil rights movement of the early 19, late 50s and early 1960s was, was mm. a... Um, uh, not a black movement. There, that that is to say that there were there were wh- plenty of white people involved with the movement, including mm-hmm. the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee is? I know what it was. Right, but the sit-in protests mm-hmm. at segregated yep. lunch counters were were part of the. Uh, a, a central part of the strategy involved in, in, mm-hmm. in the civil rights movement. And I had the opportunity uh, when I lived in Georgia, I actually interview uh, a mm-hmm. woman who had been part of that. And I, and I was, I, I was just talking to her. I'd finished that. We, this had to do with the uh, 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, her husband was a, uh, well, her husband was Marvin Arrington, uh, mm. uh, who was the uh, at, at the time? I think the chairman of the uh, Fulton County Commission and a really powerful politician in Atlanta. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, she had, was a retired school teacher, and uh, but she talked to me. Uh, you know, it was after this was over with, and she talked to me about that experience, and mm-hmm. and and I said, what What do you think went wrong? With the uh, what, how did we get to where we are with race in America? And she said, You know, I think it, I think it goes back to when uh, Stokely Carmichael and Rat Brown came in there into the SNCC, SNCC, uh, came into SNCC and 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 kicked all the white people out with all this Mm -hmm. black power stuff. It's it was never the same after that, she said. And, And most people don't know this. Mm. Uh, and and if you think from if you switch from 1964, right? Okay, the Civil Rights Act is passed. Fast forward to three years later, just three years later, right? War breaks out in the Middle East. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Israel fights the Six Day War. Was it the Six Day War uh, of 1967? And it was at that point that a lot of the left took the side of the PLO. Yeah. They they decided against Israel. They the Palestinians. And and this this is resonates down to the day because the idea was is that Israel was oppressing the Palestinians, and that Not was analogous really. to Jim Crow in the South. That that was the rationale. Uh, behind the left taking the side of the Palestinians. And that echoes down so that now you have Whoopi Goldberg trying to tell these Jews that, well, mm. you're just another group of white people. And, and, and 
the Holocaust? Hello? You, you, you know, as, as a, a Gentile who tries to be a righteous Gentile, I should say, mm-hmm. um, uh, but as a Gentile, I, you know, you, you better be careful what you say about the Holocaust, okay? I'll tell you what, you know, but she seemed to think she was bulletproof, and boy, is she ignorant. Well, mm. you know, it's, um, it's just amazing. On the other hand, uh, you, you, you brought up powerful people in Atlanta. How about ex-powerful people in Atlanta? Oh, 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 okay. Well, anyways, I, I don't get to do my Blues Brothers riff. Uh, 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 but speaking of uh, uh, Atlanta, which, of course, is the uh, international headquarters of CNN, the most trusted name in news. Boy, uh, that's delusional. Have you, have you got that James Earl uh, Jones register? This is CNN. You got to get into the vocal fry territory. Well, yes, actually, or, or you actually, the, the, his better line is, I find your like face disturbing. Disturbing. <laughs> yes. Anyways, the headline on my post is malignant dwarf Jeff Zucker. Forced to resign from CNN See, over... See, he finds your lack of faith disturbing. Malignant dwarf Jeff Zucker forced to resign from CNN over sleazy He's not Yeshov. I don't affair. like him, but he's not Yeshov. Come on. Uh, uh, malignant dwarf, is that who you're, yeah. Yeah. That who, who you're referencing? But, but yes... yes uh, uh, I, oh, I didn't realize that, that that that's where that term came from. Yeah, that's that was how he, he was described. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, but you've got to understand that Jeff Zucker's like five foot nothing. I mean, he is he's a very short man. He makes he is a Brett and Kimberlin, he is an ugly one. He makes Brett Kimberlin look tall. Yeah, and um, well, it it turns out that there is a three sort of a three way connection. Between the Cuomo family, Jeff Zucker, and Zucker's now revealed to be longtime girlfriend, Allison Gullist. And, uh, and, and the real shame of this thing is that this poor woman, everyone in the world now knows she had sex with Jeff Zucker. That's terrible. I mean, I mean, oh, my God. You know, I mean, you, she's never going to get over that. That's a tank. But anyways, uh, Zucker resigned from the network Wednesday after he did not disclose a romantic re- relationship with another senior executive at the company that's long been considered the worst kept secret in television. <laughs> Anyway, so it turns out that they were invested. What they were doing, CNN was doing an internal investigation of how it was uh, that their anchor at the time, Chris Cuomo, uh, was was having a, an unethical conversations with his brother, who was the governor of. Uh, New, York. New York, and also Cuomo was was accused of sexual harassment, and mm-hmm. so CNN 
did an internal investigation, and during that investigation, Zucker failed to mention uh, his involvement with Gullis, who had formerly worked for Governor Cuomo. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's you see, it's this tightly wound ball of corruption mm -hmm. uh, at the at the thing and and uh, perversion. So, Don't forget perversion. Oh, I, I forgot the perversion. It's <laughs> it's just shabby as everything. But okay, look. But you don't understand. These people are our betters. They, yeah. they want us to understand that. But we apparently don't. So there must be something terribly wrong with us. But, you mm, know, we're so unsophisticated. Yeah. I mean, I'm so unsophisticated. I would look at this. The real reason that, uh, he got fired was the fact that the CNN's lost, what, 80, 90 percent of its audience. It's lost terrible book value in terms of what AT&T paid be, for it, uh, paid for it. And it's going to be able to sell it for. Mm -hmm. And don't you? I mean, uh, of, of course he's got he got fired. They, mm -hmm. they just did this. Uh, they just did this. Uh, I don't know, you uh, know. So that he. Was I was be reading. Uh, I wish it were that, but um, I was reading that um, essentially uh, they received. They have re okay. CNN fired Chris Cuomo and is ref refusing to pay him some rather large Nine proportion million. of yes. his eighteen million dollar salary. And so there is a litigation hold um, on correspondence and so on. And so this ridiculous uh, lie about the affair just starting is um, was uh, about to come out. It looks looks like there was a lot of uh, mutual assured destruction um, material being held all over the place. Well, I, I'm told that uh, uh, CNN has now decided to to pay off. Cuomo <laughs> yeah, and his little extortion racket there. But, 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 yeah. but see, the thing is, is that uh, as you were saying, there was all sorts of uh, people with all sorts of dirt on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And, oh yeah. And, but this gave AT&T uh, the ability to drop the hammer on Zucker. Well, a lot of what was going on here, you, you understand that um, AT&T bought the Warner uh, brand, which owns CNN, and, and then uh, sold it, sold the operation to Discovery Network, so which is mm -hmm. supposed to take over in the spring. Okay, and it is the guy who's in charge of Discovery Networks uh, uh, is known to run a tight ship. Okay, he doesn't put up with any of this kind of. Bullshit. Excuse CNN me. is either heads are going to roll at CNN or it's going to go dark. Yeah. Well, they've talked about taking it into an online only format. Uh, their their ratings, uh, as as you mentioned, they lost since mm -hmm. January of 2021. They have they have lost 90 percent of the audience they have. And so wow. why would I? Why would they expect me to pay to watch Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> Yeah, and, and see, th this thing is, is that I remember when Ted Turner, uh, okay, when I was a, a kid about 13 years old, uh, TBS, Turner Broadcasting System, was WTBS. 
in um, Channel 17 in Atlanta. Channel 17 in Atlanta. Old you, movies and syndicated shows. And you had a mm. UHF uh, connection, and also they had the Braves. Um, uh, but you you had to have a UHF antenna on there uh, to to watch it, and um, you know it was like you said it was old movies and Gilligan's Islands reruns and stuff like that, and um, and then uh, you know that was became the basis of TBS the the cable network, and after that. Then he came up with this idea of CNN, a 24-hour news network, and, and everybody, everybody thought he was crazy. Well, he, he was, but, uh, <laughs> but, but he was crazy smart on this one. And, and it turned, it, and by the early 1990s, uh, CNN uh, you know, was, was uh, a powerful uh, influence um, in in news and and you remember when uh, the in the 1991 invasion of Iraq uh, the or actually Kuwait the, Kuwait yes kicking, the, well uh, we were Operation kicking Iraq Desert out of Kuwait <laughs> yeah Operation Desert Storm uh, they broadcast live from Baghdad when the when the bombs started falling <laughs> it was uh, and and that was that made them. And uh, and over the the 1990s and everything. Well, then what happened was that there was a three way deal uh, between Warner Brothers. Um, no, oh, I'm sorry. It was Time Warner at the time. It was called Time Warner uh, because they owned Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. America Online, AOL. Do you remember when AOL was the thing? I, I, I still have some CDs that I use for coasters. <laughs> right, right, right. I, anyway, <laughs> boy, this dates us, doesn't it, that we remember <laughs> yeah. AOL. But AOL, Time Warner, and CNN merged, okay, mm -hmm. and formed, I forget what it was called. But anyways, but but they, 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 they merged and um, – uh, Ted Turner collected a big paycheck and soon found out that he was irrelevant, that he was mm -hmm. no longer uh, calling the shots. And, uh, and, and that was, God, I, I don't know when that merger went down. It was the late 90s, early. Uh, yeah, but at a reasonable time for him to retire. Yeah. Well, anyways, and, and, and so now you see what has happened to CNN, and it is so sad that they squandered uh, their credibility this way. Well, yeah. On the other hand, the problem is that, oh, uh, he's being distracted by... Uh, it was... Uh, I'm sorry. It was originally WTCG. Watch this <laughs> grow. That's okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. My brother just came in to tell me that... Uh, it, it, it was WTBS when they... Uh, uh, got their satellite uplink they changed the call sign yeah mm -hmm. yeah but, yeah anyway. um, uh, but anyway uh, at least though uh they aren't a bunch of white supremacists uh, oh everybody's a white supremacist that's, John. Well, don't no, you know this is even if we uh, don't know 2022 it. actually yeah i don't think you're a white supremacist you're just a racist yeah well anyways uh <laughs> i had a post yesterday as a matter of fact called What Does White Supremacy Mean? Which I took a look at a, um, 
a seminar this week in recognition of Black History Month that was uh, put on by Washington University at St. Louis, in St. Louis, that WUSL is uh, the acronym that's known for it. This is a very prestigious private school, okay? Uh, it costs about $75,000 a year to attend. It's very selective, and their law school enjoys a particularly good reputation. Uh, they've got a 16% acceptance rate uh, for undergrad, and uh, they are ranked in the top 20 by U.S. News and World Report. Very prestigious school. And how the hell they're employing these people, okay? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing with these people on the payroll? The Brown School, and by the way, I, I can tell you the entire history of the Brown School because I'm mm -hmm. studying it today because I'm working on a column about this for The Spectator. The Brown School at Washington University in St. Louis hosted an event that made headlines before it even had began called, Is Professionalism a Racist Construct? Uh, in the event, the presenters characterized various qualities of workplace environments, such as perfectionism, a sense of urgency, defensiveness, Worship of the written word and quality, yeah. quantity over quality as characteristics of white supremacy culture. Horseshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank just you. To, not, not to put too fine a point on it. Look, uh, people are different. Are, are the cops coming to get you, Diana? No, I'm right by, I, I live three blocks from the police station, and this is their main way to get to uh, the ma main drags, including Highway 41. <laughs> okay, well, I hear the siren in yeah. the background. Go ahead, John, what were it's you saying? It's not nearly as disruptive as Marley was, so just uh, handle it. No, there are, there are six like aspects Marley. of, 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 of psychological testing that can be tested repeatedly reliably uh, and one of them is IQ and in fact that's the oldest one that they've uh, been able to do but they have they there are five other axes that they can uh, test people on um, uh, openness to new ideas conscientiousness extroversion um, uh, agreeableness and neuroticism okay mm -hmm. well now if you are not conscientious, then that has nothing to do with whether you're white, black, green, red, brown, or yellow. Uh, it's just conscientious people uh, attend oh. to details. Uh, if you're uh, agreeable and can get along with people, that has nothing to do with uh, race at all. There, and there are some gender differences uh, in that uh, women tend to be uh, mm -hmm. more neurotic and more agreeable than men, and men tend to be uh, more uh, extroverted, which is kind of surprising. But, you know, there, yes. there, 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 there are, are differences. They have nothing to do with race per se. And this whole idea that, I mean, it's basically a bunch of science denying, and uh, mm -hmm. But they're doing it in the name of a soft science, allegedly some sort of sociology sort of stuff. It's absolute nonsense. Yes. And your your bit 
in, 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 in your post about clarity and the written word has very much to do with what these people are opposed to because they can't do it well. I mean, if you, if you, well, as a matter of fact, there's some bad grammar. I, I, I was actually today, uh -huh. I was sitting watching this video presentation oh, and, and, there, and the grammar and punctuation in some of the slides left a little bit to be desired. I'll just put it to you that way. It's, well, you've, but you see, you've, you've made your living as an editor. Right. Attending, <laughs> tending to those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but the point is, someone at this level of academic uh, presentation should not be doing that. Well, should it be at least capable of uh, passing uh, Mrs. Ayer's seventh grade uh, uh, writing class that I attended? Mm -hmm. Uh, the the what the main person and I I don't uh, in the blog post I don't get into this but the main person uh, that was doing this uh, that was the the lead lecturer in this uh, has a degree from uh, State University of New York uh, Stony Brook campus which is a, a credible school well, yeah but it is a state university it's not selective okay. Uh, Stony Brook actually is one of the more selective cam uh, campuses. It's like Cal. Yeah. Okay, so 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 it's it's fairly prestigious. Is that what you're saying, SUNY? It's really Stony you Brook? don't get into Cal without a 4.0 and really high and uh, at least a 1500 on your SAT. Well, well, I, this main this woman and I and I, I I I'd have to look down through here to get your your name uh, her name out of here, but uh, but I just want to say that her main qualification uh, it's Jewel Stafford. Her main qualification for her job is she's got this gigantic chip on her shoulder. I mean, I mean, this is it, it, the, if you watch the video, it ends with the demand for the passage of what's called the Crown Act. Do you know what the Crown Act is? It's a law that got passed in Colorado uh, oh, to to make uh, to uh, extend civil rights protection to hairstyles. What? Yes, hairstyles. Uh, no. Look it <laughs> I'm up. Sorry, no. The, the Crown Act. Okay. So this the, is this this is why we talk about the dangers of Californication. Yes, it is. It if is. That was uh, Cal Colorado, not California. I'd have heard about it if this was California. Well, okay, well, no, the I mean, Crown is Act is, is what it stands for. It's an acronym that stands for of creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Well, but the thing is, the reason this is called Californication uh, by Coloradans is because the, they blame all this on the uh, the move-ins. But the point is, is that, you know. Anti-hair discrimination. What the heck? Look it up if you you want to I'm talk about at craziness. I'm looking at it. If that's it, why I'm it, saying it what hair discrimination? Okay, there and, is and no that, such thing. But, but see that, I, I, I well, you're a racist apparently if you if you don't agree that uh, uh, <sighs> people that women of color suffer from hair discrimination. 
But they don't. I, I don't know. In Colorado, it's the law. You can't discriminate against people on the basis of hair. Okay. Well, you know, I've, I've known people with nappy hair to discriminate against people who've had their hair straightened. So, I mean, how does this work both ways? I don't anyway, know. It's, it's, the point is, is that where's the clarity in this? And it, it, as you point out, when we write stuff down, uh, right. You know, this I, is about, you see, that he's talking about one of the points of quote unquote white supremacy culture is supposedly worship of the written word. In other words, why is written communicate? What is the authority of written communication? Why does written communication have more authority? It's because clarity and permanence. <laughs> clarity and permanence, as I said. And the, and the, the thing about permanence is if I send you a memo, okay, that's a written record of what the, you know, if, if we're talking about workplace procedures and mm -hmm. rules and stuff like that, the written word matters. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a bit of the spoken word uh, that really drives this home. Um, for those of us who are of a certain age, we remember a comedy team called Bob and Ray. And back, oh my God! Back in the fifties, they had a fifteen-minute show on NBC Television in the afternoons, uh, and it was uh, the two of them doing sketches, and they had then a, usually a uh, woman uh, also appearing with them. And I the I was looking at uh, some stuff from an old, some old shows that I had seen, some, some kinescopes of the woman uh, 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 they have. Uh, that show is Cloris Leachman as a young babe. Uh, but um, uh, they would break in every once in a while with uh, just like news bulletins or something like mm -hmm. that. They had a series of three interruptions during their uh, Groundhog's Day show one year. <laughs> And the, the final interruption goes like this way. At this time, as a public service, we're glad to post the following uh, superseding additional supplementary bulletin from the Office of Fluctuation Control, Sealing Repairs, Bureau of Edible Condiments, Soluble, Insoluble, and Indigestible Fats and Glutinous Derivatives, Washington, D.C. Correction to the correction of the correction of Directive 94345601 issued earlier today, February 2nd, 1951. Uh, first correction, uh, that number is now 92345526202. The second correction, please note that said directive reading uh, chopped hog meat, formerly reading groundhog meat, formerly reading, re reading groundhog meat, should now read sausage. <laughs> that's, that's a groundhog day joke. joke. We just had groundhog hey, day. Hey, 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 you heard that uh, New Jersey's groundhog uh, had the bad taste to die on Sunday? Oh, no. Just well, prior to his big gig. New Jersey or Puxatani, uh Penitentiary? No, nah, no. Nah. This was definitely, definitely New Jersey's guy. Okay. Well, well, they say we're young <laughs> and we don't know. We won't find out until we grow. 
do you get that yeah. joke? That's from the yes. movie Groundhog Day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, that oboe solo. That you but what if there's everyone? no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the good quote. But the point is, is that, uh, you know, getting it in writing mm-hmm. is important. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and being able to track things down uh, is important. Uh, mm-hmm. And part of the problem we have with uh, the sort of people that were making that uh, presentation that you, <laughs> you were writing about is that when they write stuff down, they get caught. And therefore, mm-hmm. therefore, people catching them uh, is a bad thing and must be racist. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, and and the thing the thing that goes on here is that if you have to think about the way the workplace is organized, okay, uh, <laughs> my earliest some of my earliest jobs as a teenager, I worked in fast food, and if you know anything about fast food, bust that rush, okay, when the mm-hmm. line is out the door. Okay, you go full speed until the rush is busted. Okay, as the, it, and and the the idea of efficiency in the workplace. Okay, because that rush, right? Okay, the crowd coming in to eat, right? That's good. That's where you do your big business. That's where you make your profit. But the profit margin, as a percentage of your overall revenue, is fairly small. So that productivity, and you're thinking about cheeseburgers, okay? You're talking (laughs) cheeseburgers here, okay? This is not complex, but I'm telling you is that productivity matters, okay? And efficiency matters. And I remember working and thinking, oh, my God, is Am I working fast enough that the company is turning a profit on my labor? Because that's something that most people never think about in terms of business is that the company not only makes money off the product, they make a profit off your labor. In other words, the value of what you do in your job has to be worth more to the customer than you're Mm -hmm. getting paid. Otherwise, I'm not going to pay you. But you know what? There's another very important thing that you need to remember if you're going to be in fast food. Crazy no people are pepper. dangerous. No Coke no, Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my point, my point I was trying to make is, is that, is that uh, a lot of the, what they're talking about there is simply an attack on the values of business. What I was taught as the customer service mentality, right? The customer's, the customer's always right, okay? Give the customer what they want, okay? And, <clears throat> and all this, excuse my French again, bullshit, okay, uh, about, oh, you know, the, the, I, I'm a victim of oppression and stuff like that. Don't bring that in the door. No, actually what the thing is is that you're playing outside your league, and it's not that you're a victim of oppression. It's just that you, you're, you're playing a game that you can't uh, cut it at, and uh, that's not my problem. It's yours. And look, I've got enough sense not to, uh, 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 you know, that I never tried to play professional baseball <laughs> because 
Well, no, I mean, somebody my size and stature, you know, a guy who's uh, five foot eight can make it as a, a baseball player. Yes. But the problem is I didn't have the high hand-eye coordination to hit the ball very well. He's both short <laughs> and clumsy. That's right. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, so. so, you know, I, I, I was at least sane enough to know that and keep myself out of danger. Crazy people, on the other hand dangerous yes and and uh people crazy people with neck tattoos are dangerous uh <laughs> i highlighted a story at the blog uh, based on a video i saw online uh about the uh, the uh, career finale of robert seth carter age 32 who ended his criminal career in San Jose, California. Yeah. Do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah, it's you uh, take, so long. You, you take I forty out to uh, dun, Bar, dun, Barstow, dun, and then hang a right, go up uh, fifteen. Okay, yes, I saw right. Warwick. Okay, we're playing the hits here, folks. But anyways. Robert Seth Carter. Anyway. <laughs> was shot to death by police in San Jose, California. And boy, did uh, he deserve month. it. Yeah, boy, did he deserve it. And, and uh, the police chief said, Carter is prohibited from possessing any firearm due to prior felony convictions. He had currently had five felony warrants for his arrest and was on probation for battery. So he's out on probation, five felony warrants on him, and he goes on a carjacking spree, uh, which a rampage, which I describe in some detail there. And, uh, and uh, finally, the canine unit shows up <laughs> uh, after they he, he got That's shot so by four different cops. They lit him up good, mm -hmm. and uh, and the um, and th you can see the video. They they mm -hmm. they had a press conference and they they showed stills from the video. And when, and the whole purpose of this. January 21st press conference was to prove to the public that Carter deserved to be shot by the cops. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this happening? It's this kind of transparency at police departments over uh, the shooting of suspects or what they call officer-involved shootings. Uh, <clears throat> the reason for these press conferences and the badge cam and dash cam body cam video that uh, is shown there is because as a result of the Black Lives Matter movement, mm -hmm. okay, now we have video, okay, to show that the person who got shot deserved to be shot. And what's great about Robert Seth Carter, besides the fact that he's dead and he deserved to be dead, is that he's white. With a neck okay. tattoo. Right. A white guy with a neck tattoo. So so nobody rioted. Ben Crump didn't show up. It wasn't on CNN. You never heard about it unless you read my blog. And 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 so I'm just trying to make the point is that white people get killed by cops too. 
particularly when they act crazily. And crazy people are dangerous. And and speaking of dangerous, uh, we will be back here uh, next Saturday at seven o'clock, our usual time, uh, for another episode of the other podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us, Diana. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we'll see y'all later. Good night, everybody.